Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. It's time for JT the Brick. Did I miss anything? If these guys on this team aren't as pissed off as I am by the coverage of the national media, the amount of disrespect I see this team getting, these guys should be angry and pissed off at the way they're being treated and looked at. Most people don't think that the Raiders are going to compete and do anything. They all think we suck. Always negative on the Raiders nationally. As the pundits are saying, we're a four-win team, we're a five-win team, But I am specifically calling out some of the loud voices in the Raider Nation. JT the Brick. It's Raider bias. It's the whole reason I'm on the radio is to just try to control the narrative a little bit better. Now I got your attention. On good days, we need to be great. Put that in a promo in three, two, and one. On good days, we need to be great around here. Do we all agree? And now, the Pied Piper of Raider Nation Radio. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. It feels like football. And it's underway tonight. Thursday night football. And we are ready to roll. We are ready to rock, and we'll get you ready for the Raiders at Broncos on Sunday. Also, Detroit at Kansas City. As I tweeted out earlier today, Kansas City must be beaten at all costs. Every game they play, every night they play, every day they play, we root against Kansas City. Are you with me? That means Kansas City plays tonight. We need them to lose. I don't care who they're playing. Chargers, Denver, obviously the Raiders. We root against Kansas City. We root against Kansas City. We're a show based on fans. They played tonight. Let's see Detroit trip them up. Raiders got to play Detroit this year in Detroit. Monday Night Football. And we'll want the Raiders to win that game. But we want Detroit tonight. Welcome in to our brand new coverage on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, and on the Raiders mobile app where you can listen to the show all around the world, wherever you are. We're brought to you by Golden Entertainment. They own the Strat. They own Arizona Charlie's. They own the Laughlin Entertainment Center and 64-plus locations, taverns here in the Valley, including the SG Bar, everything that they do here, PTs, fuels the monologue. They start off the show, best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Have price drinks. If you like to have a cerveza or a cocktail like I do when it's not a school night, why not go there two happy hours in town? I just finished interviewing the head coach. So I was over there this morning. Uh, Josh McDaniels and I sat down for 10 minutes. Chandler Jones was not available for conversation in our discussion. He is off the table as they are trying to figure out what's going to happen with him. So as you saw yesterday, as the media sat down with him and asked him, it's a personal matter. It will not be discussed. I sat down with him today. It was a personal matter that won't be discussed. That's softball. We went through everything. Went through the offseason, the matchup against Denver, Chandler Jones is not on the table as of today. Now, when the interview airs on Friday here, things could change when they play the game on Sunday. But as of today, there is no change other than Chandler Jones and what he puts out and what he is putting out on social media and what is happening here on a personal matter. So this is a personal matter. Now, it's very easy for me to discuss a personal matter. When it's not on the table and it's not allowed to be talked about and the coach isn't going to discuss it, it's off the table. That will change. I promise you that's going to change coming up here. I just don't know the timeline. And as a lot of people are reporting around the league today, 
There's a lot of NFL insiders. Why doesn't Ian Rappaport have anything or Adam Schefter? They're the two of the best. If anything's going to be leaked, it's going to be leaked to those guys. And when, as we open up the show and I drove back from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, uh, Pat McAfee shows on. I'm listening to, I always listen to Colin Coward when he's wrong about the Raiders a lot. Real big show. I listen to that. And I'm noticing, why is all the talk about the Bosa contract? Why is all the talk about the Chiefs and Kelsey being available or not tonight? And why aren't the national media talking about Chandler Jones? And it's pretty easy to figure out. They're not talking about it because it's a personal matter with the Raiders, the league, and Chandler Jones. So for everybody who wants more and more and more on this, uh, you want more on this, I don't know where you're going to find it. If you find it from somewhere else and you deem it to be accurate and you want to talk about it, you can call the show. I've never once told you that you just can't call in, but nothing has changed in the last 24 hours on Chandler Jones. It is a private, personal matter that they're trying to figure out what's going to happen next. I don't know if that's football or not, but clearly uh, Chandler Jones is upset. He's using social media to get his words out on what's happening And I think that it's pretty easy if you read the social media, which is all over the place, that he is concerned about his football future. And uh, I don't know what's going on in his personal life. I will say this about Chandler Jones. I pray for him. I hope uh, his life is where it needs to be, but I don't know him. I don't know him. I've interviewed him twice. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. I don't know what he's going through personally. I hope he gets through what he's going through personally. I hope he has a vibrant career, either here with the Raiders or somewhere else. But that's all I have. So as everybody's trying to like pick around and say, what does he mean by this? I mean nothing. I talked to the coach today. It's not a topic. We are not talking about him inside the Raider facility or outside the Raider facility or on the flagship station until we get direction from the organization on how to handle this. And maybe that happens today. I don't know. So if you want to talk about the game, that's what the coach sounds like, right? He says, you want to talk about the game? I'll take your game questions. If you want to talk about Chandler Jones, I'll take your Chandler Jones questions because I speculate about other athletes when they have personal issues. I always do. That's what I do on the radio. If someone has a personal issue, we can speculate on it, but I can't tie it into the game against the Broncos. And Chandler Jones has been a hell of a player, hell of a player his whole career. But uh, I don't know if he's going to be available or not. If I was guessing I would say he's probably not going to be available, but that would be a guess because I'm not aware if he's going to play or not. But he's on their injury report. It's a personal issue, and the league is going to probably talk about this at some point along with Dave Ziegler. Happy birthday to Dave Ziegler today. Dave's been good to us. He's been very open to talking to us on the record all the time. So happy birthday to the GM of the team as we open up the show. All right, so what I'd like to do today is I'd like to bring up this pitch to a frenzy. I'd like to get this show going the way I know how to get the show going. Our standard is high when it's game day. So we got one more show tomorrow. I need a prediction on the game. I need you to go after Denver. Well, Josh Jacobs is 7-0 and against the Broncos. We won six of the last six, we the season ticket holders, against the Broncos. I need to take out Denver today. We need to come in hardcore, hardcore on going after the donkeys the way I do on Denver radio. 
Okay, we need to leave a wake of destruction going after the Denver Broncos today. We are not friends with the Broncos. We respect them. We have an unbelievable rivalry, which the Raiders have more wins than the Broncos in the rivalry. The Rob Lytle fumble, the Lincoln-Kennedy snowball game, all the great games, the Rod Woodson interception, and the history of this league, the snake, Kenny Stabler, talking to the cheerleaders on the sideline, the Denver cheerleaders, before he entered the game. We own this rivalry. The Raider Nation owns this rivalry. We've beaten John Elway over the years. We beat the greatest players ever to play for Denver in their prime. Peyton Manning came in and flipped it. What would have happened if Peyton Manning didn't come? Peyton Manning did well against the Raiders. He's gone. And the most important thing I want to get into the monologue, we, the Raider Nation, fired their last two coaches. I know this as an authority. Those coaches got fired not for losing to Kansas City or the Chargers. They got fired for losing to the Raiders. You lose to the Raiders in that building, you get fired. They hate the Raiders. The Raiders are in the head of the Denver Broncos. They've always been in the head of the Denver Broncos. But there's been times where Denver's owned the Raiders. And there's a good rivalry. It's really good. But who's the number one rival of the Raiders? Raider fans don't care. Everybody hates the Raiders. Who's the number one rival of the Broncos? The Raiders. Who's the number one rival of the Chargers? The Raiders. Who's the number one rival of Kansas City? Without question, the Oakland, L.A., and now Las Vegas Raiders. They hate you. They despise you. They think you're a bunch of thugs. They think you're bad behavior, and you're not. So sound off like you got up here and get going. This is a massive game. I'm putting a lot into this game. 702-365-9200. Again, I'm not putting it's a must win. Why would I do must win? I'd sound like an idiot. I'd get arrested by the Twitter police if I went on the radio and said this is a must win. But a lot of Raider fans are coming up to me saying, hey, man, this is a must win. And I'm looking back and I'm going, yeah, it's a pretty big game because Buffalo's next. And that's going to be walking through a gauntlet, a Game of Thrones, with chicken wing sauce everywhere. Buffalo Bills fans falling into and jumping into tables and jumping off of campers and being all drunk and fueled up. It's their home opener. That is a, that is a tough game for the Raiders to play. This game, it's a manageable game. I think the Raiders have the better roster and the better players overall. The concern for me as I pointed out this week with the notes and the preps that I had within the building, is what will Russell Wilson do in the running game? How many yards will Russell Wilson scamper for as we open up the show? I don't know. But if it's over 50 yards, if it's over 60 yards, we're in trouble. I'd say that about Lamar Jackson. I'd say that about Justin Herbert. I'd say it about anybody else. you got to contain Russell Wilson. One of the first questions I've asked to the head coach today in the building was containing him. Without mentioning Chandler Jones, I mentioned Malcolm Kuntz. I mentioned Mad Max Crosby and Tyree Wilson. And to tease ahead for our interview, which we'll play tomorrow, the coach said that you don't want Russell Wilson in front of you. That means when you're rushing him, if you go behind him, if you're taking the long way home, he's gone. And I thought that was interesting. I haven't heard a coach say that that way. You want to keep Russell Wilson in front of you, not behind. If, he's, if, you're, if you're behind Russell Wilson, he's gone. He's going to take off. And I'm predicting, I'm predicting the Raiders will win the game, but I'm predicting that Russell Wilson's going to be a bad man on the ground. That's all I had this week for you. I got your Patrick Sertain versus Devontae. I got Hunter Renfro versus their linebackers. I got the birth of Michael Mayer. 
Okay, I got all that. Carlson and Cole, better kickers in the rare air. I got it all for you. The concern I have coming into this game is the legs of Russell Wilson being told by Sean Payton, I need you to run today. I can't afford to lose to the Raiders. I can lose to other teams later in the season. I can't lose to the Raiders at home. That's the reason I got this job. The other guys were fired because the Raiders have beaten us six in a row. So I need you to run. I need you to make throws outside the pocket. I need you to play big. And I think Russell Wilson is a hell of a quarterback. Uh, I think maybe already a Hall of Famer, but very close because of his running, his ability. He is elite. He's been elite for most of his career, but last year he train wrecked under Nathaniel Hackett. Last year under Nathaniel Hackett, they just couldn't find a rhythm. Hackett was terrible, absolutely terrible when it came to trying to deal with the clock and everything else that was important in front of him. So if I look at what's going to happen here, I think the Raiders' number one concern is the legs of Russell Wilson. And the second concern for the Raiders would be the ball hawk secondary of the Denver Broncos with Patrick Sertan and who they have back there. Their safeties, they're really good. They're really good. They're better than the Raiders in that, those, at that position group. The secondary, the corners, and their safeties are better than the Raiders. They're known to make plays, and we're waiting on the silver and black to do that. So let me check off. That's one of my keys to the game. Second key to the game is... What's going to happen with the Raider linebackers? Okay, every team in the league last year looked at the Raiders' defense and said the middle of the field is wide open. It is wide open. Walk in there, bring your pillow, bring your backpack, sit down, build a campfire, just go to the middle of the field 15 yards, and we'll just throw it to you, pitch and catch. There's going to be no one there to defend you. That had to get cleaned up. I think it did get cleaned up with Marcus Epps. I think that Trayvon Merrig has been told been told to his face, if you want to be a Raider, you better put your hands on the ball and play more violently and physical. I think he'll do that. And then the addition of Divine Diablo putting on 15 pounds of muscle mass, looking like a bodybuilder, looking like some of the great linebackers that play in this league, really fit. Perryman just looking like a guy, big biceps, long. Uh, Diablo's got to show up around the ball. And Robert Spillane, where all accounts are, that Spillane's going to be a really good player. He is. I mean, all accounts from the first conversation I had with Robert Spillane with Phil Villapiano as he's wearing the same uniform, number 41, is that he gets the Raiders, he understands the Raiders, he's going to be a great Raider. Well, show it to me. Because I heard the same song and dance about a guy named Nick Kwiatkowski and Corey Littleton who were absolute busts for this organization. Absolute busts. We can't have that anymore. we got to have guys who fill the position like a Marcus Peters, a Jacorian Bennett, Robert Spillane, Divine Diablo, Byron Young, whoever it is, and they can't be a bust. they got to play at a very high level. So that, that's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, third point, the maturity of the Raiders' offensive line. They had the leading rusher in the NFL in Josh Jacobs. He was outstanding, and they did a good job. They should feel good about themselves. They should feel, hey, man, we had the leading rusher. Josh bought us, I don't know, what did Josh buy him? Cars, rings, diamonds. He probably bought him something. He led the league in rushing. Those guys should go to bed at night saying, we can run the ball. Well, go run the ball down the throat of Denver. Go, go push. You know the snap count. Go run over the Denver Broncos at the point of attack and get Josh Jacobs and Zeus, Zamir White, the football, and let him get 4.2 a carry. 
and that sets up Jimmy G second and four, second and five, and then Jimmy G can put all of his weapons to work and go four wide with Josh in the backfield and put the fear of God into Denver's defense. That's important. The offensive line, no penalties, no penalties. We're not going backwards. We're not false starting. We're not moving. We're going to do this right. We're going to give Jimmy good down and distance there. And then finally, I want to play a couple of Devontae Adams sound bites. I wasn't there live yesterday, but I went back and watched his press conference. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe a little Chandler Jones sprinkled in or whatever, but he looks damn pissed off in a good way. I mean, not not a controversial way. I don't want that taken out of context. He just had a look on his face at that press conference where he was all business. Here's a little of Devontae yesterday. Yeah, man, real excited. I mean, we've been working hard at it for a minute now. Been together since OTAs and, you know, been grinding to get it going in the right direction. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be fun to see once we get some stuff on tape what it looks like, that way we can make corrections and, and keep improving. You know, the national media is dying for any drama to come from Devontae. Oh, they are frothing at the mouth. NFL Live, NFL Network, Fox, ESPN, they are, they are dying. They want to see Devontae upset about being a Raider. Oh, they've been, they, they're close. That's all they want, and Devontae's given us nothing but that. Devontae being the leader of this team, taking him to Denver. Not, not, I don't honestly. I don't care who I play against. I go out there. I, I don't discriminate. I treat everybody the same way when we when we go out there. And um, you know, and that's not like a disrespectful thing, but it's just uh, I'm more concerned about what we're doing as a football team and what I'm doing personally uh, over what the defense has to offer. All right. So he doesn't care about what the defense is doing. He wants to take care of his own business. Uh, final theme of the show today and tomorrow: It ain't broke. Don't fix it. It's Devontae and Josh. It's Josh and Devontae. I do not want to host this post-game show after the game Sunday night talking about Devontae Adams with four receptions for 39 yards and Josh Jacobs with nine carries for 33 yards. Take these two and run it and throw it and go into Denver with our superstars. They're not stars. They're superstars. Rest of the team, do your job and let Devontae, Jimmy G, and Josh bring the game home. Doesn't mean Hunter can't have nine receptions. Doesn't mean Zamir White can't have 70 yards. I don't know what's going to happen. I am not Karnak. Go Google that. But what I will tell you is you have Devontae and Josh. They don't. They don't have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Go take those two chess pieces and go win the game. That's the monologue brought to you by our great friends, the 872 Laborers. Tommy White will join us next week as they build Vegas on time, on budget. Keep building, building, building. You think it works to come to Vegas with your sports team? Think it, think it makes sense to come here and do business? Your fans want to come to Vegas more than they've ever wanted to come to Vegas. Good weekend lined up. If you're coming out for a Raider event, we do a lot with the Black Hole. I'll get my third live reading in the monologue. The Black Hole. Theblackhole.com. They got a lot. Cisco will call in and tell you what they have lined up. Raider Man setting the pace like he has for years on the flagship. Go ahead.
Yo, JT, what's going on, baby? You know it's time to go kamikaze, man. And before I get off into my tirade, I do want to touch this real quick because it's true. I've been hearing the great commentating that you guys have been doing, working with the Chandler Jones thing. Shouts out to the brother, man, whatever is going on, praying for you. I don't want to dismiss him as a whatever. He's crazy either because I don't know really what's going on, so it's none of my business as far as I'm concerned. But the timing of it is horrible, and I'm not willing to come down on him about that. I'm just hoping that his coaching staff is intact in a way that we can handle this business on the fly, and we can go through and smash through Denver the way we need to because it's just win, baby. And that does classify this as a just win game as far as I'm concerned. This is a must win game because it's just win, baby. But before we go anywhere else, man, you know what the truth of the matter is? We got to be excited because this is probably the best draft class that we've seen I don't even know how long. I've been watching this team for pretty much my entire life, and I don't know if I've ever been excited to see a draft class perform like I am today. So, you know, considering the fact that we want to keep it PC on the air and all the rest of that kind of stuff, you know, it is almost like a gang affiliation when you start putting on these colors. And this is the Rick Rookies Game Initiation Sunday because OTAs is in their pocket, training camps is in their pocket, you know, everybody's in their head, and it's time for them to go out and show who they are. So I'm excited to start counting them down. You know, uh, Raider Clay Baker threw out a name in the morning show. I'm glad the appointment to plug my guy, but he threw out the Tyree Dactyl. I want to make make it known right now that I want to, I'm hoping to God that this kid live up to a name like that. Because it had the Tyree Dactyl on one side and Condoris Maximus on the other side wreaking havoc. Man, we're going to do damage this year. And keep, people keep down players. We want to stay in the shadows. We are the silver and black. But we want to make sure we make a point. And it's all about making a statement. And that's exactly what the Devontae, you know, professionals like Devontae Adams come in to do. We got who I call G2P2 because it goes to the postpart duh. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to seeing number 87 come out and wreak havoc right away. There's a lot of kids in this draft class, especially the tight end, that's getting a lot of attention right out the block, and I don't think the number one tight end in the draft is getting the due that he deserves. So I'm hoping that ass-kicking that Max put on him on opening day is resonating in his head, and he's ready to get out there and go hit somebody else. I'm so excited to see Agent Zero, Jacorian Bennett, 89, Trey Tucker. I want You know what? I'm going to do special shouts out. These ain't the rookies, but these are the guys that I'm dying to see. Number one, Amik Robertson. Because when he was out there and that Jerry Judy dude, whatever his name is, tried to punk him. And he did it. All he did was turn around and show what his real thing was about. Like you said, he let his balls hang, JT. And he got out there and played like a man. And he turned that game on his head. And he showed him what, if there was a robbery, they're going to have to come and get it. Number two, I got to see my dude Nate Hobbs. Because it's time to see him fall into a spot that he deserves. That dude is super talented. And he's been waiting his turn. And it's time to show and prove. And my, my coup de gras is the one that I know you're going to love and feel is Divine Diablo, baby, mm-hmm. because he changed his number, then he changed his body. JT, it's time to change your mind. We're about to go crazy on them. We're about to smash through this place and give them a slap to the face as they deserve, man, to the neck and the throat, to the neck and the throat, and a quick punch to the body just to let them know what time it is, baby. Raider Oath, I'm looking forward to hearing it growling on your show soon. Shouts out to all my people out there. Shouts out to my dude, Cisco, Viva Presidente, and I'm happy to represent for East Bay Black Hole. Nice. Oh, baby, we coming. It's time to fire this thing up. See what I'm looking for. You ever see what I'm looking at you, JT? You got it, buddy. Good to hear from you. And the East Bay black hole is a very important aspect of this broadcast. We want Oakland.
We miss Oakland, never wanted to leave Oakland, or in Vegas now because of the despicable politics in Oakland and the disaster what they did to that sports community. We want the Oakland fans who waited a year or maybe two years and now come to Vegas and they're welcomed in open arms from the black hole to all the fans in Vegas saying, please come. We need the Raider Nation from L.A., And Oakland to understand that Mark Davis's vision here, this is a global Raider hub for Raider fans all around the world to come to Las Vegas, the sports and entertainment capital of the world, where there is no curfew. There are no clocks in casinos. Every bar is welcoming you there. And there's entertainment and great fine dining and fun. We have fun in Vegas. And we want everyone from Oakland and L.A., and everywhere throughout the Raider Nation to get here and get behind the team. There's going to be some moments this year that are going to be tough sledding. Okay, one of them could be now. But I think the Raiders are in a good spot because of that. they had an epic offseason. Now, they did last year, too, when 4-0, but I'm not talking about the score of the game. Okay, this offseason, I like traveling with the team, how tight they are, how on board they are, how healthy they are. Okay, so this is an important game. The Chandler Jones noise is only going to get louder nationally coming up here in the next day or two. Raiders need to be focused at the task at hand. Come in and win the game. Stay with me on hold. I'll get to Alia's 702-365-9200 here as we open up the show. I'm excited to be here. Matter of fact, I've never been more excited to be here because we've never had more partners on the radio show ever in my career. Fifteen of them. And we're excited because tonight a kickoff party at Proper Eats. That's in Aria, the food hall. It's a big space. I'll be there from probably 4 to 6, 6.37 p.m. as we kick off Thursday night football inside the Aria at Proper Eats. Brought to you by Remy Martin. Allen's and Waller off to the left. Broncos show blitz. The handoff is to Jacobs. First through the 10. Cuts up field 5. Drives forward. He's in. Touchdown, Josh Jacobs. Touchdown, Raiders. He bullied his way through the end zone on an 11-yard carry. And the Raiders take a 9-7 lead with 11.46 in the half. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show. Brought to you by PTs. The best happy hour in town, 5 to 7 p.m. And midnight to 2 a.m. JT, back with you. Josh Jacobs, Jason Horowitz on the call. He'll join us next hour, the voice of the Raiders. Look, Nick Bosa's back. He got a massive contract, $122.5 million guaranteed. I think he deserves it. Josh Jacobs got $12 million. Nick Bosa got $122.5. Josh got twelve. That's the position. That should make Josh Jacobs run wild. I would, I would, that would be highly motivated to see what other position players get. I think the motivation, uh, Josh is 7-0 and in this rivalry, 7-0. and Brandon Cristal will join us in a moment uh, from inside enemy lines in Denver. Raider Greg, thanks for waiting. You're up next. Thanks for waiting. Go. Thanks, JT. I appreciate it. And just, you know, uh, reiterating your sentiments, you know, when you're talking about the keys to win. I see it right now, JT. Feed the bull and the beast. Okay? Jacobson says, this is not complicated. Right, like you said, Josh Jacobs seven and zero. He destroys these guys. Okay, Devontae Adams single coverage, double coverage, bracket, whatever you do, he's cooking these guys. And you got uh, Myers, you got Renfro. Come on, we have the weapons. Okay, defense, get off the field when you should. Long third down, third and five and more. Get off the field. Get off the field. 
You have to do it. Take the ball away and get off on third down. Mm-hmm. Another key. Be disciplined and do your fucking job. Oh, stop this that is- and drop that. Drop that, please. Come on, Greg. This is AM radio with the streaming thing. You can't. You got to have a clean, clean, clean call on that. You're better than that. Put him in the penalty box. We used to put people in the penalty box for a week. I don't want to put Greg in the penalty box for a week. I know you're riled up there, but uh, keep it PG, okay? Then you can call me on my satellite show at night. I got good news. I'll be on Mad Dog Sports Radio starting Sunday, Monday, which is fantastic because that's all I can do, and I'm getting two nights nationally, and I love it. And I'm doing all my Raiders stuff and my YouTube stuff that's debuting uh, this week. I have my Super Bowl preview show up there, there. So we got a lot happening here. So, again, clean up the call, and we appreciate that, 702-365-9200. And we'll have Brandon Cristal is going to join us here in a minute. If you're on hold, we'll get to you there. We appreciate Jared working the board for Bobby here over the last couple of days as Bobby will be back tomorrow. Is Paul. Uh, Paul is gone there. So uh, one guy, one guy kind of throws the fuel into the fire. We appreciate that. All the stats are here. As I said, I interviewed Josh McDaniels earlier today. No comments, nothing on at all on Chandler Jones. We'll wait to hear more about that. Uh, Tomorrow is a big day. We'll come off what happened with Kansas City and Detroit tonight. I think Brandon Cristal, my longtime friend, great friend from KOA and all the work he does. Uh, I think I speak for you. You'd like to see Kansas City lose. Denver and Raider Nation would like to see Kansas City go down tonight, my friend. Well, so what's funny is I don't care about the Chiefs one way or the other, Mm -hmm. but I am such a big Patrick Mahomes fan. He is kind of crawled into that LeBron James territory for me mm-hmm. where he's turned into my favorite quarterback to watch play. It was Aaron Rodgers for a long time. You know, I grew up in Dallas, so I don't have ties to either organization. I covered the Chiefs a million years ago in 03. But, yeah, I think the, the Chiefs could be knocked down a peg, mostly because they're fans of, and I've got plenty of friends having gone to KU and relatives in Kansas City. I'm ready for them to, you know, take a step back. It's been a little too much dominance in recent years. Yeah, and as you know, you'll be here. We have the Super Bowl in Vegas. We do not want to see the Chiefs and the Lombardi in this home that we have here at Allegiant. Uh, Look, I want to just get right to the meat of this conversation because you're embedded with the team. The Raiders have won the last six in a row. Josh Jacobs has won seven against this because Jacobs has been pretty strong in this rivalry. And we think of Sean Payton on the offensive side of the ball now that Hackett's gone. And Vic Fangio is gone on the defensive side now for a while. What are they going to do to try to slow down Josh Jacobs, who's available to play in this game after sitting out camp in the preseason? Well, I think he's got to be the, the focal point of your game plan. And Vance Joseph inherits a defense that performed pretty well despite all of, all of the struggles on offense the last couple of years, whether it's Vic Fangio or last year with DiGero Averro. So they've got two really solid linebackers. Alex Singleton finished fifth in the NFL in tackles and only started 12 games. And so he comes back alongside Josie Jewell. They like their, their defensive additions, and, and Zach Allen, especially against a run who comes with BJ from Arizona. And then they've got one of the best safeties in football in Justin Simmons, mm-hmm. Green Jackson, a young, a young kid named Caden Stearns. So all those guys up the middle are going to be called upon. And then on the edge, you've got a healthy Randy Gregory, who showed he was actually pretty good in the run game when he played, but he only played five games last year. Frank Clark, not sure what you'll get effort-wise. Uh, that's maybe why he's listed as the backup to Jonathan Cooper, a third-year edge guy. So, you know, you and I talked in the in the offseason about where the rush pass rush is going to come from. I'm less worried about the pass rush with all those guys healthy. I'm a little worried about 
setting the edge, especially with some of their younger mm-hmm. edge guys. But but I think that they know Josh Jacobs is going. They're expecting him to get a full workload. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He should be fresh. So they're planning on Josh Jacobs being the focal point. And if Jimmy G and Devontae Adams beat them, then they shake their hands, you know, mm-hmm. metaphorically speaking. Yeah, Brandon Cristal, KOA in Denver, Broncos insider. So Devontae's played well also recently. He's been a Raider for one year. He had a walk-off touchdown there against some good players. I, I got to think that Denver secondary, Sertan and the rest of the young players said, we can't let Devontae win and beat us that way again. And last year, Devontae was doubled at times, especially on the game-winning touchdown, and he ran away from coverage. I expect that to be buttoned up much more coming into this game. Yeah, I, I think that you're 100% right. Justin Simmons spoke yesterday, you know, and I'm making my way back over for Broncos media availability. Pat Sertan is going to talk after the coordinators talk today. And Justin downplayed the the idea that he needs to have any extra conversations with Sertan. I mean, Sertan has been so good. I get that Sauce Gardner gets plenty of attention, mm-hmm. but most football people will tell you, JT, that for their money, Pat Sertan is the best corner in football already just two years in. And Raiders fans, you know, I guess can – take solace in knowing that in his worst moment it was when Devontae Adams kind of put him in a spin cycle on that game winner mm-hmm. and I know that that eats at Sertan because of how methodical his approach is how polished he is and everything he does you know for a, a kid whose dad played in the NFL he's a, a really humble kid I mean that was an all-pro corner and he just goes about his business real quietly reminds me a lot of Champ Bailey not not a lot of uh, hey look at me he just goes out and, and does what he does but I know it's eating at him so He's probably going to downplay that when we talk to him in about an hour, but that doesn't mean that that's not the game that's you know stuck in his stuck in his mind all off season. Doesn't mean that he can do anything about it because there's a reason Devontae Adams is one of the highest paid receivers in football and maybe the best receiver in football, or certainly on a short list. So uh, I do think that that'll be where his attention's focused, and Sertan will travel with Adams. I think a lot, uh, maybe even more so than he did last year, because in that first game, Adams got all his catches when Sertan wasn't on him. Brandon Cristal is our guest, KOA in Denver. Tell me about Denver's running game. I know McGlinchey comes in there to combat Max Crosby at right tackle. Uh, what is the strength of the running game because of injuries over the last couple of years and having a running back by committee? This could be one of the best running back tandems in football if they both stay healthy. Yeah, and, and I need to say running back trios. This kid, Jaleel McLaughlin, is going to command real snaps. I don't think he's going to cut into a huge workload, but let's say there's 60 to 65 snaps. If you split it 50-50, especially early on with Javante Williams coming off that devastating knee injury he suffered mm-hmm. week four there in Vegas, it's going to be on the lighter side early. But McLaughlin is a real change of pace guy. Javante and Samaj P. Ryan are about the same. You know, they're built maybe slightly, but they're same mold. Both catch the ball well, both really good in blitz pickup, both hard runners. But McLaughlin, who's a little smaller and a lot quicker and a lot faster, is an all-time leader in all-purpose yards in college football, 8,100 finished up at Youngstown State, and just every time he was on the field in practice, and we saw it in games, he had four touchdowns in the preseason and, and two in San Fran, one, one in the air and one on the ground. He, he's going to command a little bit of time, but it is about Williams and P. Ryan. And I think as the year goes on, that 50-50 will be more like 60-40 as it relates to their snaps, and then McLaughlin will be a uh, change of pace. Because we know Sean Payton, even when he's had Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, he still uses a stable of backs. When he's had Darren Sproles or Reggie Bush, they're not the sole focus, right? It was Reggie Bush and Deuce McAllister. And so I think that we know Sean Payton at his core wants to run the ball, and McGlinchey's great as a run blocker. His pass blocking is a bit suspect, and that's going to be an issue because Max Crosby's owned the Broncos 
10 sacks in the last six games, all those wins, and one and a half in that loss seven games ago. So I think that they will do all they can to, to run, run the ball as often as, as possible and then throw the ball to the backs. I didn't know this, and somebody threw this stat out there, but I'm certainly using it and running with it. Sean Payton never had less than top five in targets to his running backs his entire time in New Orleans, all 16 years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of years they were number one in running back targets. So there's plenty of people that will tell you, and I think Bill Walsh is at the start of the list, that throwing the ball to the back out of the backfield is, is, is an extension of the running game. Josh, I think, thinks that way a little bit, too, there in Vegas. So I think you'll see the running backs involved a lot. In the one preseason game Devontae played, he played whatever it was, nine or ten plays. They threw him the ball five times, and he caught four of them, and one was called back. So I, I think using the short passing game to keep Russ from having to look downfield and trying to force throws but opens things up to do a lot more. So I think that the running backs will be a big, big part of what they do. Last one, the fan base. Fan bases don't like each other. It's been a great rivalry over the years. It seems like it's going to be a great honeymoon for Sean Payton. If he loses the game, they're not going to run him to the exits. If he wins, he wins his first game as the head coach of the Broncos, and he beats the rival in the Raiders. What type of atmosphere is this going to be at Mile High coming up on Sunday? It's, it's going to be pretty wild, and it could be an extension of what we see on Saturday, where Nebraska, Colorado's hated rival, is coming to Folsom Field to see Coach Prime and the Buffs. And tickets to get into that game are around 450 bucks or higher, more than any NFL game, to go see Colorado and Nebraska. And there are so many fans that will be in Boulder at that game or tailgating and in, hanging out that are then just going to carry that over, especially if the Buffs can win, to the Broncos. And I understand they're separate fan bases, but plenty of crossover. It's going to be a fever pitch. And, look, you, you, we talked about the Chiefs off the top. Broncos have lost 15 in a row to Kansas City, which is crazy, going back to the Super Bowl 50-year week two when Peyton and, and company won in KC on Thursday Night Football. But six in a row to the Raiders is also very tough to stomach. So I think the fans are going to be charged up, and it's going to be a great atmosphere for a Sunday afternoon game to kick off the season it's going to be a little warmer than we like it around mm. here at this time of year, but it's not going to be unbearable. Take care, my friend. I look forward to going on the pregame show with you. Great work as always. Thanks, JT. You got we'll it, you, you got it, Brandon Cristal. He's the pregame host for the Denver Broncos. I'm the pregame host for the Raiders, so I'm jumping on his show, and I'm going to do what he just did. I'm going to go through the Raiders. He's going to ask me all about the Raiders, this and that, but they got a good running game, so it's going to be warm. right? should be warm in Buffalo. First two games for the Raiders working out in Henderson, Nevada in the heat. They're going to be playing in warm weather in Denver and warm weather in Buffalo. Weather should not be an option for Josh McDaniel's squad. They should be ready to roll. I'm excited. I'm ready to roll tonight. We have kind of a a nice promotion. We're going to be at the Aria at Proper Eats tonight. I'm going to get there around 3.30, be there till about 6, 6.30 to kick off. Thursday night football. It's with Remy Martin, our proud partner there. So if you're looking for something tonight to do, uh, come on out and join me at our kickoff party at Proper Eats, the food hall, right there at Aria tonight. 2.11 to go before that. Four seconds on the play clock. Cars under center. Hands it off to Jacobs. First through the middle. Cuts back at the five. Carries the defender. Touchdown, Raiders! Jacobs tosses it into the stands. And he might have just sealed Las Vegas' first win of the year. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show. Brought to you by the Black Hole. Become a member of football's most notorious fans. Yeah, how about that? That's the voice of the Raiders, Jason Horowitz. He joins us at the top of the hour. And Vinny Bonson, your next hour. 
I bring in the big guns on this show, the big guns and the insiders come in here, and I bring in Lee Sterling, one of the premier handicappers in the history of sports handicappings, Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. Lee is back with me, and Lee, uh, just great to have you again. I love your insight, what you do, and how long you've been doing this for your friends, customers, and clients. 30 years, going on our 30th year. Wow. So check out the new website, ParamountSports.com. Got all kind of new features there and had to upgrade it and um it's going to be uh, a fun season this year i think we're going to see some surprises in college football in the nfl uh if it's anything like the first week colorado no one saw that coming anyone if they told you they predicted that is lying and even my texas state bobcats lot knocked off the Baylor Bears. All right, let's roll yeah. on and start off with college. Alabama will play a minus seven against Texas. Big boy college. You know, Alabama loves the Mercers. They don't like to travel. They like to play home because that SEC schedule is very difficult. We're aware of that. But Nick Saban now playing second fiddle to Georgia. This is a big-time program waiting for him. I would assume Alabama's got better players, but I think Sark's got a really good game plan. The future in Arch Manning, not ready to go now. How do you see Texas putting up a fight in this one so last year i i thought that they caught alabama maybe looking ahead thinking that texas wasn't the real deal and texas might have been the better team that day but now some things have changed alabama quarterback jalen milrow you know i think there was a lot of uh, skepticism in the offseason thinking he wouldn't be the guy thought that maybe he wouldn't even be the starter to start the year but he has turned into the dual threat quarterback nick saban had hoped he is a running big-time threat, and he's even hitting on the big play passes down the field. Quinn Ewers, who I thought you know has more potential in the pros, has not done a good job yet. He has not been accurate in the deep passing game, and he's getting hit left and right. I mean, Rice hit him seven or eight times really hard and doesn't have Bijan Robinson here in the backfield here to keep the Bama defense, uh, keep that, that, that Bama defense honest here, so... Uh, I'm just, I just can't buy into Texas. They mm-hmm. always tell me they're back. Alabama, I don't know if there's any team like LSU or Alabama three or four years ago, but I think they get the job done. Roll Tide, Alabama, 34-24. Lee Sterling gives you three games for free. For free, not many do that every Thursday on the show all year long. Let's jump to the NFL where Bosa is back with the 49ers, one of the richest contracts ever, richest in NFL history, 122.5 guaranteed. I'm not a Purdy guy yet. Did it one year as Mr. Irrelevant on a really good roster? Can you do it again? San Francisco will play a minus 2.5. We're talking about a road favorite at Pittsburgh. T.J. Watt, Mike Tomlin's a guy that never has a losing season here. And you got Pickett versus Purdy here. Tough game to handicap. We'll play it right now. San Francisco minus two and a half. What do you have? Okay, so if you want to compare the best pass rushers on each team and the quarterbacks, I think Pittsburgh has the edge. I think T.J. Watt is a more complete three-down player. Stops the run here. Doesn't stop. I think he's a great teammate here. Doesn't get caught out of position. I think they have a potential top three or top four defense right there with San Francisco. And Kenny Pickett from everyone I've heard and what I saw in preseason, I think he has really turned the corner. He averaged 13.3 yards per pass attempt in the preseason, two touchdowns, and most importantly, no interceptions. 49ers led the NFL in plus 13 in turnover margin last year, so I think there's going to be some regression 
on that side. And I also think that this Pittsburgh offensive line is much improved. And the Steelers, as and home underdog since 2018, you can't touch their record. 8-1-1 one one against the spread here. Wrong team favored. Pittsburgh upset San Francisco 23-20. Whoa, that's okay. So Raiders open up at home against Pittsburgh. Lee Sterling on the broadcast picking Pittsburgh over the 49er Empire. Here's a game I love because everybody in the world is talking about the Jets home opener against the Buffalo Bills. Raiders end up uh, going to Buffalo next week on a short week. Dying to see what you have on this game considering the quarterbacks here. I picked Buffalo to win the Super Bowl the last two years. I came up short, and there's a lot of love with the Jets coming into this game. Monday night, as I look at the line, two and a half for the Buffalo Bills as a road favorite. How about this? Only eight times in 15 years has Aaron Rodgers been a home underdog as a starting quarterback with the Packers. Packers went 7-1 and one against the spread in those games here. I think Rodgers is going to be fabulous here think that their offensive line is going to be good enough here, and I think their defense is top three in the NFL. Can't say that about Buffalo. Defense let him down last year. Tremaine Edmonds, he's gone. He went to the Bears. Von Miller is going to be out probably four to six weeks before he comes back here, and I'm not even sold on that questionable offensive line. I think Quinton Williams is going to do some damage here. Another wrong team favored. New York Jets upset the Buffalo Bills, 27-21, Monday Night Football. 27-21, J-E-T-S. The website is ParamountSports.com. Your game of the week. Tell everybody how they can get it. Dallas, a three-point favorite on the road. Same building at the New York Giants. Yep, your G-men. We're going to see if they uh, can get the job done. Didn't get it done last year against top-tier teams. Dallas. Uh, <laughs> always a lot of skepticism, always a lot of talk, and then they fail down the stretch. So you want to get this game for free, be one of the first 10 callers. Call 800-400-9741 in our first 40 to 50 unit max wager release of the year. We're 61 and 20 the last 15 years on these 40 to 50 unit releases. NFL 45 unit best bet. You want to get involved. Check us out, ParamountSports.com. Talk to you next week, Lee. Thank you so much. Thanks, JT. How about Lee coming off a perfect 5-0 start in college football? 5-0, it's right there, ParamountSports.com. Why do I have him on? He's transparent. He posts his picks, unlike the charlatans here in Vegas who tell you, I heard another guy the other day, I'm on this team. What do you mean you're on it? What does that mean? Are you laying down on it? Do you have five on the game or 20? Do you have 100? Someday there's going to be people that come into this industry. There's going to be regulation with quotes and say, if you're on the radio, you're a guy or a gal and say, I'm on the Packers tonight. Legally, you're going to have to say five bucks, 10 bucks, 30 bucks, 500 bucks, because everybody says they're on a bet. And then when they lose the bet, they never tweet the bet. They never call back to the show and tell you what they did. He does. If Lee has a bad week, which he doesn't really, he'll tell us. Hey, man, I had another. I hit this one. I didn't hit this one. He's transparent. Go to ParamountSports.com. That was a good hour of radio, and I had nothing to do with it. The guests were great. Brandon Cristal, Lee Sterling, and now I bring in some Raider heavyweights. At the top of the hour, Jason Horowitz will join us next, the voice of the Raiders, and Vinny Bonsignor. I interviewed the head coach, Josh McDaniels, today. Went well. Nothing to add on Chandler Jones. It's not a topic the Raiders are addressing. It's a private matter. When it's no longer a private matter, we'll be able to discuss it. You know, when you look at Chandler Jones and you're thinking about his future, 
Understand it's a private matter, and we hope for nothing but the best for Chandler Jones and the organization going forward.